My favorite toy growing up was Creepy Crawlers. So, of course, your favorite toy <laughs> now would be Clona Willy. Clona Willy. I just cloned a pussy, actually. These are replicas of your dick or pussy that you can use as a vibrator. They're super fun, great to do to spice up your bedroom life. Unless you're in my case when you just have to do it with your brother because you have no one to do it with. Just the process of making it is the most fun, I think. These are 100% body safe. They're made in Portland. You can get 20% off now by going to clonawilly.com and entering promo code MOM. You got to try this. clonawilly.com, enter promo code MOM for 20% off. Mom, we get this question all the time. What is your favorite sex toy? I'm looking at Discreet's website and there's so many to choose from. I'm going to go with the Aura 2 by Lilo. Why? Yeah. Because it simulates oral sex. Oh, <laughs> oh it's the best. Why do you know uh, that? Let's talk about Discreet. DiscreetAdultLife.com is by far the best place to buy sex a toys. price match. You also get 15% off if you enter mom at checkout. These are the highest quality hand-selected products. Go to Discreet, spelled the German way, D-I-S-K-R-E-T, AdultLife.com, enter promo code mom for 15% off. I think I've heard my mom talk about her sex life to me like three times. As far as I know, they've had sex four times and it resulted in four children. My parents are openly talking about it all the time. It's disgusting. Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. I'm Cam Poder. And I'm Karen Lee Poder. My mother is a self-proclaimed sex expert and cougar. And my son is a self-proclaimed stand-up comic mime and clown. Together we host this podcast where we talk about sex because it needs to be more talked about in the society that is so suppressed. And what better than to do it with someone uh, who considers herself a sex expert? That's you. Oh, thank you very much. And what about you? Are you a sex? You, you definitely become a sex expert. I'm a sex intermediate right yeah, now. I think you're, you're surpassing me. You think I'm me. an expert? I think you're surpassing me. And after today, for sure you're going to surpass me. So for our listeners, you guys are going to hear a wonderful interview we do with... Holly Randall. She's an erotic photographer. She is absolutely incredible. She gave us a book right here that it has some erotic unbelievable pictures. glamour shots, if you will. Glamour shots. There's a girl with her ass in the air <laughs> with, 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 with thigh highs. But uh, Cam, what did you think of this interview? I was mesmerized. I, I really was fascinated. First of all, she just interviewed Stormy Daniels on her podcast called Holly Randall Unfiltered. Yeah. Uh, and Stormy is the one that's currently in this whole scandal where with Donald apparently Trump. she had a, a, an affair with Donald Trump several years back. But, you know, we, we, we talk about that a little bit in this interview. We also chat about what it's like to uh, photograph nude people. Right. And and basically, I think that what I got out of it, which I really loved, is her view on having everyone find their inner sexiness. Yes. How do you access your inner sexiness? And this is going to help everyone who has any kind of need to express themselves and somehow or another feels uh, constrained. Do you feel at all constrained in expressing yourself? I do not. I absolutely, as a matter of fact, when I was leaving, I was like, I want her to photograph me in a, like a boudoir type of thing. Oh, wow. But not, not like nude, but like just, I think that everyone should do it. Yeah. You did start asking You her, said you wanted to do it. Yeah. I, I, I just kind of thought that the exercise of accessing your sexuality in front of a stranger is good. Yeah. I think it's hot. I actually don't think I'm going to, I'd have any purpose for those boudoir I, I actually don't think she's ever done a, uh, a guy boudoir shot. <laughs> I think that was your idea. I don't know what I would she do with those. So who, gun, do, who would I even give those one. to? Well, your girlfriend. Or, she doesn't want to see that shit. All right. Does she give you my dick out? 
I didn't say that. I and said I don't boudoir. have a girlfriend. <laughs> but if you... <laughs> All right. Well, whatever. I think it'd be a great idea for everyone to listen to this podcast, male and female, because she's hilarious. She tells these great stories about the industry. Yes. So she's all about the adult industry. She has her finger on the pulse like no one else we've ever spoken to before. So if you're at all curious about the adult industry... This will debunk a lot of myths. And she talks about which guys that she likes to interview, uh, or the guys she likes to film, which male porn stars specifically. All right. I I I noticed you, yeah, you took some detailed notes there, mother. (laughs) The hell was going on there? Whoa, she gave me a good list. Okay, I think it's time for our review of the week. We, We love when you guys leave us an iTunes review or Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or just a five star review. Any review. Especially one that's five stars. So we got one this week, which is which is absolutely wonderful. It says, don't get much better than this, five stars. And then the subject says, love it and don't stop, smiley face. By Johnny S. I love I love reviews. You guys, thank you so much for all these reviews. Thank and, you, Johnny S. And you know, it's, oh, it's that simple. It's, it's that, that it's easy. In, it's a little click. And it makes me so... So appreciative. It, it makes me appreciative as well. And we also would appreciate if you guys would help us out on Patreon where you can support any creator on any platform, but especially us. Patreon.com <laughs> slash sex talk with my mom is the best way to support us financially. And and uh, that goes directly into me eating. So All right. If you don't want Cam to be malnourished, please support him on Patreon because this way he can eat. I think it's time to go to the show. Okay. You guys, and let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the Holly's pornographic ease. Oh, my God. That kind of worked, pornographic ease. It didn't work at all. Okay. One last thing before we jump into the show. We have very exciting news. We're doing our first live podcast recording in Los Angeles on May 9th. We would love to see all of you there. If you're in the LA area, come on out. It's going to be at the Lyric Hyperion Theater at 8 p.m. on May 9th. You can find tickets eventually. It's not up yet, but it will be in our Facebook group. Also, by the way, we have an awesome Facebook group called Sex Talk with My Mom and Friends where we have awesome chats with our fans. So join us if you haven't already. Come on out May 9th. It's going to be a great time. Holly Randall, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. We're so excited to have you. Who is Holly Randall? That is the ultimate question. I don't even know who I am. <laughs> we, well, we found you through your own podcast, Holly mm-hmm. Randall Unfiltered, which is awesome. If you want to learn anything about the adult industry, thank you. You have some of those fascinating interviews. Even Stormy Daniels came on your show recently. Stormy Daniels oh my did. God, I'm so excited about that interview. Okay, it was hilarious because actually, there the CNN totally snagged my video feed and uh, ran it. Oh and I had no idea because they essentially like lifted it from my YouTube page, which is fine. I'm not complaining, but a friend was watching it and he like sent me pictures. He's like, you're on CNN. I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you mean you're on CNN? And then, yeah, it was, there I was. It that was is crazy. so wild. Yeah, I know. So you, you are a photographer. How, how, what would you describe yourself as? Um, you know, in my core, I feel like I will always be a photographer though. Honestly, more of my time these days is spent like directing video i'm definitely spending more time on video than i am on pictures but i was i came into this industry as a photographer i've been taking photography classes since i was 12 sorry that's my phone i'll turn it off right now (laughs) and and it's always been like you know i at my core i would say i'm a photographer but i guess if you want to label me i'm an erotic director producer so it's 
Porn. porn. Yes. There you go. I do porn. I'm a pornographer. I'm proud of it. A proud of it. Now we can get to my Gypsy Rosalie quote. Uh, I thought we'd start it out with this because Gypsy Rosalie, uh, one of my favorite actual Broadway shows is called Gypsy. And, uh-huh. and what I found fascinating about her was she was a stripper. Um, and I actually, there probably was a real Gypsy Rosalie and I don't know all the bi- biography and everything else. But the point is that she was always into the tease and less about nudity and more about the the erotic element to it. And I wanted to read a quote to you and see what you thought about this quote. She says, it's not what you do. It's the way you do it. Stripping or writing or talking or just breathing. Do it with an air and never admit you're scared. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely say I would agree with that. Um, you know, people often ask me, like, what's the one thing that you're looking for in a model or mm-hmm. the next star? And I almost always say, you know, confidence. I mean, that's Thank like you. the biggest oh my God. thing. That's you know? led me to my next question. Go on. <laughs> um, yeah, so confidence and um, believing, you know, that that you're sexy because if you feel insecure, if you feel nervous, you feel scared, it's usually going to come across in photos. And I've seen girls who have walked into my studio who really kind of aren't much to look at. And I'll be like, Oh God, how's this going to go? But then you put the camera on them and it's like they transform into a completely different person. It's incredible. So what, I mean, what, what changes? Is it the, is it in the eyes? Is it, it's in the eyes. It's in the fact that a lot of times they might know how to like angle their face just right. No Uh, way. You know, I mean, girl, like professional models, like often know, know their best sides you the know? head and tilt there's certain girls that will only model like a specific way like i often sometimes before i start shooting i'll actually ask them do you model this way or this way because then i'll place my lights according to whichever way they're going to naturally turn towards how do you learn your side yeah um you, you look at a lot of side? pictures of yourself and you model in the mirror a lot do you do you have a side i don't know that i have a side but i definitely have a certain way that i know what's going to look good because i've taken so many selfies and so many pictures oh my God. but i've taken so many over the years because i have to put them on my instagram feed and that was another question i was going to ask you about but <laughs> it seems like i just kind of like get which which pictures are going to do well just by a certain look that i do yeah. all the time and it's amazing because i was looking through my feed and i'm, I'm like why did this picture this same look do so much better than all the other pictures it's if you get to know what's gonna what's gonna sell basically yeah it's just kind of like how your face balances out at certain angles because almost nobody has a completely symmetrical face so um usually people will prefer one side over the other side can you tell which side cam would be right now like which is his better side it just seems to me that you couldn't get a bad side to cam (laughs) that was the correct answer now do you have a specific side for myself I mean, you have a pretty symmetrical looking face. Um, you have a nice round face and I would say you're probably good on either side. I'd have to shoot you, honestly. It's hard to say yeah. like, cause looking at something in a three dimensional image, which is what Completely we do is totally right? different yeah. than taking something and squashing it into like a two dimensional image and looking at it that way. And that's actually something I talk about a lot in my workshops that I teach, um, seeing the difference between the two. So how did you get into I mean, I, I know about your, your, will you tell our listeners about your family history and how that affected where you are today? Yeah. So uh, my mother is Suze Randall. Um, she's considered uh, a pioneer for women in the adult industry. Um, she was a very famous erotic photographer in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We just read she she was the first to um, to shoot for Playboy and Hustler, first female to shoot for Playboy and Hustler. I would say probably f- 
probably first person to shoot for both. <laughs> no way. Definitely. Um, she was the first female staff photographer hired on at Playboy because Bunny Yeager was the first woman to shoot for Playboy, but she was never on staff. Um, and my mother was on staff. So, oh, wow. so that was like, yeah, kind what of made groundbreaking. her so comfortable doing this. My mom. Yeah. <laughs> my mom isn't afraid of anything. And I like, literally, I feel like there's, I've never met anybody in my life who's afraid of nothing. And she's just one of those people. Um, she just really believes in herself and she's super ballsy and she just takes chances when she can. Um, I have some old videos of my mom before I was born, like back in the seventies. Um, and she was an incredibly charming sexual, like it, you got to see her in action. Is like, that is that weird for you to to see your mom the, your mom's sexual side? Not at all. Is it weird for you? Well, not really. But yeah, it it, it gets uncomfortable. I hear you, but yeah. it's like I mean, normalcy is relative, right? Like we we're usually our beliefs are ingrained in us from how we were raised. So if we were raised by parents who don't see sex as this big shameful secret that we can't talk about, um, then you're not necessarily going to feel that way. But I don't know if I necessarily yeah. grew up with that. Yeah. Like it was kind of sh- not shameful, but we didn't talk about it that much growing mm. up, especially with my dad. It was like not talked about. So this was it, this has been a huge like. So was this podcast kind of like the catalysts like. Was it was it this opportunity oh, yeah. to get to know your mom in a completely different way? Yeah, I mean, we definitely were close before the podcast, and mm-hmm. we we I would always go to her for like any advice about relationships, even sex. But in I mean, this really has pushed us to have conversations that we would never have had otherwise. Right. So it has been like a, a weird, uncomfortable experience seeing this side of interesting, and vice versa. I think it's weird to to be a sexual person around my mom mm-hmm. and to acknowledge that I have a sexual side. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think, yeah, my parents are always very like, you know, free spirited kind of hippie types and, um, they just, I don't know. It's just not weird to me, you know? And, and also too, when I look at these videos of her, that's her in another time. That's mm-hmm. not like who she is today. Totally. You know what I mean? I mean, if she was going around like hitting on guys now, like at 75, that might creep me out a little bit. Yeah. But, Why? Because I don't know. She's well, just not the same Your person. Your mom is, I guess now I see her as my mom. And then it was like she was, it was like before kids. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? yeah, totally. But even so, like if, like your dad's alive, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's say uh, your dad was out of the picture for whatever reason. I, I mean, I'm not, whatever. He just, he was out of the picture. Just, and your mom just started to start dating again, which I know she would because she's never going to stop being a sexual person. Right. Is. Would you be uncomfortable with that? Or would you be like, yeah, go for it, mom? <sighs> That's a tough one. Um, I don't know. I mean... The idea of anybody replacing my dad would make me insane. So I, I'm super close to my dad. I love my father. So um, the idea of like my dad being repl- replaced by somebody would be upsetting to me on like a personal level. But um, I don't think that I would like have a problem with my mom dating sexually. Also, too, for, don't forget my parents were swingers. So even after I was born, um, my mom was still, they were still, you know, sleeping with other people. Not that I was necessarily like I, I knew that at the time, but like I know that now and I but your response is so strange because first she's like, it would really bother me if I saw my mother is, you know, having sex with someone else. And then you're like, wait a second, my mom's a swinger. I guess so- the <laughs> idea, you know what it is? It's the idea of somebody replacing my father. Yeah. Like as a like father figure, not like sexually. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. complicated. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think in our experience, yeah, that your D's is definitely not a father figure to no, me. No, like, I don't think he's ever tried to be. That's my yeah, boyfriend. Yeah, this is the, mm-hmm. the boyfriend. But he's never tried to be a father figure, and he's younger, much younger than me, so I think that and makes it even more 
uh, unbelievable, you know, in terms of just an age issue. But just, he's just never tried. And Cam is very mature anyway. I think Cam could probably I was be. say, you're a grown man. You yeah, don't really need yeah. a father figure. Well, it, it would be nice, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a. It it is a it's it is a strange relationship because it's just like oh there is this man in my life who you know is like well, me. there's no real purpose for him to be here except to be with the companion of my mother right <laughs> yeah, now yeah he's got so, no purpose yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, but the other thing is for for the, our listeners who this might be their first time hearing about us my my husband passed away he was murdered and uh, oh God I didn't know that oh I thought you would oh okay so Holly yes um. One day, um, one of his employees came in the office and stabbed him to death. Jesus. Yeah. So then we became I'm much closer. really sorry. Yeah, we didn't want to bum the entire way we were going with this lovely podcast out. But, <laughs> but the truth of the matter is you have to kind of know that to understand why Cam is saying, you know, that his father is, he was something he wouldn't like because he lost his father at age 17. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that that adds that definitely adds a whole other <laughs> dynamic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay, so let's lighten it up. Huh? <laughs> what do you think about pornography? No. Um, so where were okay, we? So, so you were talking about your mom, how she yeah. affected your. She was in this career first. She yes. kind of was revolutionary, and so then, how did you get into photography? So I, um, I actually wasn't really planning on pursuing this career but i guess when you're a kid like you don't <laughs> you don't think you're gonna end up working but were you always interested in like just taking fun pictures of flowers and yes i've always been obsessed with images yeah, like always obsessed it's with images yeah so and then um when i was 12 i took my first photography course in school and like i was hooked i mean I, I remember very distinctly sliding that print into the developing tray and watching the image emerge on the paper and i was like this is i'm gonna do this for the rest of my life like i knew Whoa. Oh. Um, so from that point on, it's always been like my thing. Did and at that point, you knew that your mom had this career, right? Or no? Yes, yes, I've always known. Um, I don't remember finding out. Um, people always want to know what that epiphany moment was, but I, I don't know. They didn't really hide it from us. So um, they certainly didn't show it to us, you know. And like, it's so freeing, though, to think that you just were raised so comfortably around every aspect of sex, including the swinging aspect, which you just throw in there like it's an everyday thing. How does it feel to have parents that are swinging? Did you meet the people they were swinging with? No, or? no, no, no. They would never bring like any of that home, um, you know, with their kids. Uh, they, I think, honestly, they got like most of the partying out of the way before I came along and mm-hmm. ruined everything. Are you an only <laughs> child, or do you? Have no, but I'm the oldest, mm-hmm. so I was the one to to take the first step towards ruining their life <laughs> <laughs> people think that oh everybody in the porn industry photography industry like that they have to do it because of uh, they have no money and they're you know they're not doing because they enjoy it they're just you know doing it to to provide for their families and it, they're they're being subjected and it just is that true or is it the opposite no it- no i would definitely say that that is not true obviously you know something like that applies to you can apply it, you know there's al- there's always gonna be people that that story will apply to but there's a ton of um women in the adult industry especially nowadays now that's kind of becoming more mainstream and like more respected you're seeing like a, a different class of models who come in like girls who see longevity and like an actual career in which they can control now mm-hmm. because of the internet and how much independence it's given the, the exactly. models. So it's a lot different now, but, um, and also this, I mean, it seems like older women 
are becoming like the thing. Is oh, that, yeah. Yeah, I know no, the MILF revolution. Yeah. It's been great. Let me tell you something. If I could shoot MILFs all the time, I would because they show up on time. They show up organized. They've read the script. They've highlighted the, their lines in the script. They brought the wardrobe. They like have a corporation so I don't have to pay workers comp on them. Now, do you feel like, like they're, they're more, just so like they got their shit together. They got their great. shit together. Yeah, exactly great. what I call a cougar. Yeah. But um, do you feel like that is different from when <clears throat> the only people that they want to shoot with young, young girls. I mean, is that like completely different now or is it's, it's different now. And, and what's different is that, um, because the internet has enabled everybody to be able to access and now kind of consume exactly the porn that they want. Mm-hmm. It's given people options, right? Niche. And it's, yes. And it's given people a place to, um, not only, you know, indulge in the kind of porn that, that they specifically like, but maybe to explore and find other things that they like or find a community of other people who are into what they are into. Um, so I think that it's allowed, as opposed to like, I think before we were creating porn that we thought the audience wanted, we now have the kind of data that we can really see what people actually want. Like the public can now tell you what they want through the internet. What have they told you? Well, the MILFs. First of all, is it MILF a cougar? I mean, how is there an, a shelf life anymore, or is it can, can go up into gilfs? And I think it can. I mean, you know, as long as you take good care of yourself and you still, you know, look good on camera. Um, I've, you know, there's women in their fifties and I think even probably sixties that are still performing. Mm-hmm. That you know, I mean, there's a big draw for that now, and especially now with all the faux sense, the faux sass stuff. You know, the stepmom stuff, like. And what, I, and what is that all demand. about, by the way? What is with this? What is that with the the stepmom, stepdad, incest porn? What is all that? I I don't know. Again, I guess that's you know the our audience is telling us what what they want because this only came out you know in the internet age. Um, I think it probably has a lot to do with how today most people live in blended families and how you oh. know a lot of people are getting divorced and then remarried and then you know you suddenly have this new sibling. Oh, and you're both going through adolescence, and so I think mm, that that, that does that make a lot of sense. Contributes though. a lot Never to it because the finan- the family dynamic has changed so much over the last few decades. Oh, interesting. I've always thought it was just like the taboo of it has is really sparked people. Oh, I think that that too. Yeah. But I think, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things that are taboo though, you know. Why haven't those things taken off? Yeah, that's you interesting. Like, hmm. Cool. Yeah. I don't know, that's my theory. So, what when you're shooting someone, what what do you want to get out from them? Um, I want to get like that inner sexy being that like everybody has in them that like that that that's what I was talking about. Everybody has in it. Everybody. Do, do you think everyone has it? Or, or is, it's probably it's, it's, you know that's probably being a little optimistic. Maybe not everybody. <laughs> <laughs> some of my friends definitely need to find that inner sexiness. I but gotta. I but I think that some people do. You know, and I've done um I've done like boudoir shoots for wives of husbands, like private stuff. Um, I've shot a lot of girls, and they were brand new. Um, who have now turned into superstars, and I've seen them evolve, and I've seen them change from the first time I shot them when they were like so nervous and just stiff and and didn't know what to do to to blossoming into these like incredibly sexual creatures and it's just amazing to watch i think it's great though that boudoir idea uh, for everyone every woman especially older women yeah. i think my age could benefit from having like a boudoir shoot just to remember that inner sexiness and 
What, what do you I think, think men should. I think. Oh. Yeah, totally. I, I think this is such a hard thing to, to access your sexuality is like the hardest fucking thing in the world. Because yeah. there is so much shame around it. Yeah. And so in the same way that a boudoir shoot would be helpful for a, a woman to, to access that, I think that the, we need more access for men as well to get I into that. I think Cam and I need to have boudoir shoots. Not, to, not together. But. Not together, you we incest, icky, taboo thing going on over yeah, there. Yeah, that wouldn't be faux-cest. Yeah, that would be the real thing. Yeah. It's actually illegal. Yeah. And it's, it's funny, too, because with all the faux-cest stuff, because even though like companies are pushing the boundaries, they have to be careful like in terms of legality. Like there's, oh, I'll get scripts, and there's very specific things that the performers have to say before the sex can take oh, place. Oh, wow. Like very specific. Like like- well, first of all, the girl has to somehow establish that she's over the age of 18. Yeah. So she's just saying like, I just got home from college or <laughs> oh my God. going to college or I need to study for call. You know what I mean? Oh Some, something like that. Yeah. Or you can't tell me what to do. I'm 18 years old or something. Mm-hmm. And then we have to also establish that it is not a new stepmother. Or sorry, that it is not a stepmother that's been around for a very long time. They, she's only been in the family for a year. Because what? they don't want you to suggest that this it's is like a stepmother a who mother. raised you. Oh, oh my God. Even though they're not related to you, you know. like Wild. So like, I've known you since you were a little girl. and that, You know what I mean? Well, exactly. That does sound right? icky. Yeah. yeah. So, like, there are very specific rules that oh, we have to we, follow when we do shoot that kind of stuff. We had a, an email from someone who was asking about that. Do you remember that guy? who said that he's raised his his daughter a stepdaughter and she want and and she wanted he, to get a vibrator and he bought her a vibrator and he was excommunicated out of the family because of it i don't i'd like to hear the circumstances around it but um yeah yeah it's a tough one yeah we, we were I all mean, it's a stumper i, I, I can see a place where maybe it would be kind of more innocent but um like, couldn't someone else have bought you a vibrator? Right, right. That's like, kind of did like it have to we be your all. Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, maybe, but maybe that was the only person she, she felt like she, she could did. Talk that's to what he it. said. Yeah, yeah. He said she's. He said that he was the outlet for her to to talk about this type of stuff, and so yeah. that he felt it was his duty to help her find that. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't. It was a stumper. So it's a tricky one. Yeah. Okay, so you're looking for this intersexuality when you're when you're shooting. Mm-hmm. How do you get it out of them, or like how do? What yeah. just exhaust them? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, it can be really hard. Um, the best thing would be for me to have a couple of days with them, which almost never happens. I thought you were gonna say have, have a couple of drinks with them. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> though I've had some girls who like have wanted to have like a little, like a little drink before to like help relax them, but I, I generally discourage that because um, I just think that that could just go south real quick. Um, but, uh, you know, I just, um, I just try to make the entire experience feel very confidence building for them. Um, you know, first they get in the hair and makeup chair. You know, I, I have great hair and makeup artists and they'll, they'll talk to them and kind of like, Oh, I so want to do feel, this. And like, you know, and like talk about the experience a little bit and like, you know, get to know them and start to make them feel comfortable. And then they're getting like glammed up and they look great. And then. I'll come in and I'll talk to them and we'll go over boundaries and depending on how, what I'm shooting for, um, whatever we need to talk about that day. And then, um, you know, we just kind of start shooting and, and at first it's always like uncomfortable, 
But, you know, after a while, I kind of figure out how to talk to them and I figure out how to direct them. Some people need more direction than others. I'm just, I'm pretty good at handling new girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also, too, because I'm a woman, it, it helps as yeah, well. That's what I was going to say. I'd yeah. be much more comfortable with a woman than a man. Yeah, I think, like, your first time, you feel more comfortable with a woman. So, um, you know. What, Cam, what? And oh, I'm just, just getting, what? like... It can be very hard. And I feel like I'm more successful with some girls than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the end, generally, we always get something that they're happy with. So what is preventing the the, per- the subject at first to, to get into that, do you think? Because it's nerve... Well, first of all, it's kind of nerve-wracking to be in front of the camera, period. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, And it's funny for me because, you know, I direct girls all the time and... Um, I shoot girls all the time, but like when it's reversed, when the couple times I've been in front of the camera, like I see that place where it's very easy to get stiff and nervous mm-hmm. and self-conscious because there's a lot of attention being paid to you. Mm-hmm. Especially if there's moment. a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. And I try to keep my crew small, but I still at least usually have like two male assistants and then I've got like my makeup artist and possibly a stylist there. So there's still like three, four people like all looking at you plus me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, it's kind of nerve wracking. And especially if you're shooting nudes, like mm-hmm. taking your clothes off in front of strangers for the first time, like that's generally pretty scary. To yeah. People, I think it's helpful just... if you've had a few children, because then you're like used to having 10 people in the room with you while you're spreading your legs. <laughs> <laughs> like if it, There's so many different ways that that kind of situation could happen, by the way. It doesn't have to just be <laughs> having kids. <laughs> I'm just thinking from personal experience. Yeah, if you go to a Korean spa, mom, you'll have that experience all the goddamn time. Yeah, yeah that's true. It's a little different when you, you know, Korean <laughs> spa versus, you know, you got your legs in the stirrup and a baby's coming out of you. Yeah, yeah. You don't really care. Just get that thing out. Yeah. yeah. I don't, just I don't care who's in the room right at this point, you know, just get it out of me. Yeah, it just depends on the person. I just try to, I just read every person and I try to like see, you know, what works. And, and my assistants are good at tuning in too, like they'll kind of feel like if the girl seems like nervous that like there's some, they'll, they'll kind of drift off into the background and oh, try to cool. not be in her eyeline until I need them. Wow. Um, uh-huh. so, so you're like a psychologist to some extent. Honestly, it, it, it kind of is that it, there's definitely a lot of psychology that goes into it. And I find that when I shoot new girls, I'm absolutely exhausted by the end of the day. Whoa. I'm so mentally drained. Damn. Cause I, it's a lot of directing. Yeah. I could imagine like, it's kind of just like a constant process of saying, can we take this little risk? Yes. Oh, you don't feel comfortable with that? How about this smaller risk? Yeah. And if she opens up, you didn't get rejected. Okay. Now we can go to the next step. You, you want Cam to assist you. I think he's got this down. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, it's just, it's also too like getting the posing right. You know, a lot of people don't know how to hold their bodies. Uh, um, a lot of people don't know what to do with their hands. That's usually the biggest yeah, problem. Yeah. Cause they're always, some, yeah. yeah, because they can be on a shoulder or no, I don't People don't know what to do with their hands, right? What are they supposed to do with the hands? It depends on what you're shooting. (laughs) But generally, like, okay, so here's one example. Touching your nipples. Your hands are as big as your face, right? It's the same for everybody. So you want to generally minimize them in the shot. So girls will pose with, like, their hands maybe like this, right? Like, right in front of them. Well, that's a podcast, Um, so can you describe to our listeners? So I have my hand, like, on my chest and on my stomach, right? So it's at the very front of my body, like, straight onto the camera, like the back of my hand. These are two very large things to be in the shot, right? So what I'll do is I'll try to minimize them by sliding them around to the side of the body. And now you're not seeing the entire hand. You're just kind of seeing the side of it oh, wow. on the side and it becomes much less obtrusive. So you put hmm. them in profile. Exactly. And then same kind of thing. This is hard to explain, but yeah. visually like 
If a girl's holding something, I'll have her flip her wrist up so we don't see her entire hand, just the back of the hand. That's a lot of fist. You flip the wrist up and you're only seeing, again, the profile of the hand. You're seeing the gradation of the separation of the fingers. It's just... I gotta remember all these. Is that because you want the rest of the the body the rest of the body is way more attractive than the hands or yeah hands can be hands can get claw like and weird oh (laughs) like honestly if you start start looking at hands and start watching hands and looking at hands in photos and once you start to see it you'll notice like sometimes like hands can hands can ruin a photo i could honestly yeah i could imagine the hands are almost like the part of your body that remind us that you're human that you're not like this goddess and you know that we're fantasizing about yeah maybe that's the whole thing they're also just like not necessarily large appendages that can go anywhere and (laughs) also you're really going deep there cam you also the idea of like being sexually strong and confident in a shot is is being confident in your position, right? So if the hand looks like it doesn't know what to do or where to go, it can kind of detract from that feeling of the shot. Like every shot, every pose needs to feel very purposeful. Wow. So that is awesome. That is very cool. HollyRandallWorkshops.com. (laughs) Hey, if you don't promote yourself, who's going to promote you? Thank you for listening to sex talk with my mom. We're going to take a quick break to thank our sponsors. Mom, did I just show you a mold of my penis? You did, and I did, and I luckily did not show you a mold of my vagina, but both are do-it-yourself kits. We're talking about Clona Willie, our sponsor for today. And if you ever wanted to give a fun, funny, unique gift to someone... I did it with my boyfriend. It's so much fun to make this. You create your own vibrator of your own penis or a mold of your pussy. They're based in the USA. It's 100% body safe. This is an awesome gift for any birthday party it, it, uh, it could be what is with the birthday gift? party who what kind of birthday party you're not going to give it at a birthday party but it is a fun like thing i would give it to a friend at a birthday party you're gonna give him a colonial willy for a birthday present oh okay. it'd be great okay <laughs> you can also give it to you know if you're in a long distance relationship if you and you're not seeing each other for a while this is a great way to get a dick somewhere else go to clonawilly.com and get 20 percent off right now and you should see the colors they come in hot pink purple glow in the dark yeah clonawilly.com get 20 percent off buy sex toys where should i buy sex toys we all want to know where to buy sex toys and we have the answer for you it's called discreetadultlife.com by the way discreet is spelled d-i-s-k-r-e-t okay this is the best place to buy sex toys because they choose only the finest highest quality sex toys they take them very seriously and a very take... limited amount they don't overwhelm you like some of these superstores do you know you know oh, you know how indecisive i get when i walk into a goddamn superstore i happen to glance over the front page of Discreet, and I have 50% of their products. You got so excited when you saw the front page. I couldn't believe it. Well, you almost poured water all over our microphones. This is the best part. They price match. Plus, you get 15% off when you enter promo code MOM, meaning this is the cheapest place to buy the highest quality sex toys. Is this unbelievable? It's a great deal, and it's great quality. This is a twofer. Go to discreetadultlife.com, enter promo code MOM. That's D-I-S-K-R-E-T, adultlife.com. Do you have any kids of your own? I do not. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to ask you about that. So, like, if you had your a kid or whatever, what would you tell your children about what you do and what the purpose is and what would you say? I think I would probably handle it the exact same way my parents handled it because it seemed to work fine for me and my siblings. Um, you know, they, they didn't 
hide it from me in terms of like they didn't lie to me. Like I always knew that my parents did um, pictures and videos that was for grownups only. And it wasn't for kids, you know, and mm. there's a lot of things that are for grownups only and aren't for kids when you're a child. It's not just, you know, porn, like mm-hmm. bad, scary movies, whatever. So that was kind of what I understood. Um, and I didn't really care. Um, it wasn't until I hit adolescence, you know, once I hit puberty, I became a lot more interested in what my parents did for a living. Mm-hmm. But I heard like when you were interviewing Stormy Daniels, which I want to get into as well. But when you were interviewing her and her saying that she's a child and that some of the neighbors wouldn't let their her daughter play with their kids. And I mean, did that happen to you? Um, I We did have to keep what my parents did kind of on the down low at school because it was just something that they didn't want me to get attention about because obviously people can have negative reactions. So um, a, lot of, a lot of real stiff people out there, I'll tell you. Yeah. So when um, we had to talk about, so we had a very calculated um, explanation of what my mom did for a living that my parents like helped me craft. So I would basically tell people that she's a glamour photographer. And then if they would ask more then I would reference like certain mainstream shoots she did, she did a Robert, a Robert Palmer, um, music cover for uh, Riptide. No, it was for the one after that. Oh, okay. Um, I think his music is really sexy. Yeah. <laughs> well, as a side note, <laughs> that would be one of my stripper songs. <laughs> um, and a couple other, like she shot for this like swimsuit, uh, catalog. So I would mention those and then usually that's a cool that thing. Just mainstream it. Yeah. Just And so it was something that, you know, we tried to kind of not really talk about. So you didn't feel discriminated against by other kids in the neighborhood or anything like that. I don't recall that ever being an issue. No. Do you, it seems like you have your finger on the pulse of this whole industry, given that you're shooting people all the time, you're, you're interviewing them on your podcast. Do you see, have a prediction of where everything is going or where do you see the future of the adult industry? Man, if I fucking knew, I'd probably be a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you think VR or, or cam girls? Well, I mean, I think camming is definitely going to um, continue to be a big thing because, I mean, you're selling a personal interaction, which is very valuable to people, especially as people become more and more isolated by technology. Mm. And, and with the sex bots and everything else. Yeah. Um, and also, too, it's a you know way for girls to independently make their own money. So obviously they're going to continue to do that. So I think that that camming will just continue to evolve, probably join up with VR, like you were saying, of... Um, I, I I mean, it's hard to imagine that VR is like not going to be the future because it has so it's, and if you guys have ever exp- had like a real VR experience, it's crazy. It mm-hmm. is crazy. It's, it's so crazy. Fun. And it's, it's only going to get better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, and I think since people obviously often want to have a sexual experience, I can't imagine that that's not going to go somewhere, but I don't know. Right. I felt like it was going, it seemed like it was progressing really fast and then it seems to have stalled a little bit, but maybe that's just me. We had Ella Darling on the show, and she uh, is very confident that this is going to be yeah. the future. So yeah. I think if you guys want right. to go back and uh, uh, listen to that podcast on Ella, with Ella Darling, she talked about uh, the future of VR with and camming. camming. Yeah. So back to Stormy Daniels. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what you're allowed to say or whatever at this point. I think it's all in the open at this. But um, what can you tell us about that interview that you had with her? Well, I I knew that she wasn't going to be able to do some kind of big reveal um, beyond what she'd already been talking about because obviously if she's going to, you know, violate the supposed NDA, 
She's not going to do it on my podcast where I'm paying her zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had planned to have her on anyhow. Mm-hmm. And then this whole thing just kind of blew up at the same time. It was sort of coincidence. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really great to have her on. She she could definitely talk about... Because for, for me, like whatever happened with Trump is like whatever happened with Trump. Like, What do you think happened with Trump and her? I... I th- I think what happened is what we've all heard happened. I think that that's what happened. Like what she <laughs> talked about in the In Touch magazine, you know, with like I didn't the read that article. with the Forbes magazine and all that stuff. Oh, no, I didn't even know that. Did you know that? Basically, they, they had an affair and yeah. uh, spanking with a Forbes magazine is not an affair. That's a, spanking. That was part of it. Yeah. So you heard that. right? Oh, no, I didn't. he was on the cover of Forbes magazine and he had her spank him with the rolled up magazine oh, with no, him I, on the cover so that's like one of like the best parts of the story yeah, like how did you not part. hear that yeah that's that is out of control that like, is outrageous my guess would be that 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 probably is what happened i don't actually know it totally is where they smoked this fire that had to have happened that's, yeah. that's too weird that's to even so i think it probably i think all those things probably did happen but for me what i was interested in talking to her was about the media fallout mm-hmm. because you know uh Porn stars have always been, you know, kind of like a marginalized um, people. And uh, the mainstream media always reacts fairly negatively towards porn stars. And it seems uh, like that totally happened to her. Yeah. And not to mention the fact that, like, I mean, she is being... If you would have ever told me that, like, Stormy would end up being in a scandal with the president of the United fucking States, <laughs> like, I just, it just still blows my fucking mind. It's so bizarre. Because um, you knew her before this. Right? Yeah, yeah, I've known Stormy for a long time. Yeah. So the whole thing is just, is just crazy. So I was just interested in how she was handling that because, um, you know, the media has been pretty vicious. And, and she had some interesting stories about how um, they just make up like complete and total lies yeah. Yeah. about yeah. her Insane. and like the I'll stories plug, I'll plug that for come you. out. I'll plug for you uh, that uh, you just interviewed her and uh, it was a really good podcast episode. So check it out. On, <laughs> yeah. On Holly your, Randall on Holly Unfiltered. Holly Unfiltered. Come listen to her stories because they're hilarious. And then also too, I want to talk about her directing. Um, you know, she's what a lot of people don't, realize because they're so caught up in the fact that she's a porn star like she's been directing for like 10 years mm-hmm. and she's been directing like a, and writing award-winning movies for wicked she like cleaned up not this year but the year before at the avn so you know she's a really talented really smart woman did she tell you how she met trump uh no we didn't get there mm. i kind of like skated around that whole like because she couldn't talk about like specifics yeah. with him so I just like kind of left that whole thing there and I just asked her about everything that was happening to her around mm-hmm. it. Yeah. But I didn't really ask her any specific things about Trump. Yeah. But I think they met at that golf um, that golf tournament that the news says they met at. I think hmm. that's where they met. Because I think there were some other people. Uh, I think that Wicked was a part of this golf tournament or was sponsoring it or something like that. So there was a couple of people um, from the adult industry there. And I remember seeing those pictures like when it happened like years and years and years ago and just like kind of laughing that, you know, Donald Trump was, but like because not it, surprised yeah. right. that well, he at was that like point, posing he was, with these girls. Yeah. Right. So, but it's just, you know, now he's our president. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's really hard to grapple with that whole thing. You know? Yeah. Like it wasn't weird when it, the thing is, is that it's not weird that it's Trump. It's just weird that it's our president. <laughs> totally. But it's just weird that Trump's our president. So I guess yeah. that all just makes yeah. sense. No, that's the funny thing about it is that it, it, at the time he was like the apprentice or whatever. You know, you yeah. know you're, you're not thinking. You're, all right. Well, anyway, 
I uh, couldn't help, but, and you have a lot of self-control because I would have been like right on there like, what? I need to know the details of this. Yeah. Yeah. There was, yeah, there was just things we can talk about on there. <laughs> uh, any tips for, especially I'm, I'm interested in makeup and clothing for, for just the layman and what they should do and wear for, to look their best and sexiest in the pictures. Okay. Um, so like hair and makeup. Sure. Well, or I would for spe- specific ages too. I mean, I've heard that less makeup is better as you age. Is that true? I would say if you can afford it, honestly, makeup and hair is like half the battle. If you get a good makeup artist, like it will make a massive difference in your photos. Oh, totally agree. Like absolutely massive. And, you know, get somebody, if, if you're older, get somebody who's worked on a lot of older women, you know, go and look at their Instagram, go and see like who they've, they've made up or talk to them about it. Um, you know, generally... Uh, I think that there's definitely some makeup tricks that you can you can use with older women that will help. I mean, I know like for myself, um, especially as I've gotten older, I really don't like heavy eye makeup. I feel like right, it makes right. me look a lot older. Mm-hmm. I'm wary about like too much powder mm-hmm. under here because it settles into your wrinkles. Um, but honestly, a lot of what's going to make you look your best, especially if you're older, is is the photography. But makeup and hair for sure. And um, definitely the filters. Yes. Well, I mean, yes and no, because, you know, I can light somebody a certain way to really help with um, certain issues. I mean, look, we Photoshop everything, but I'm my, so happy. Can you just say that again, please? We Photoshop of, everything, <laughs> but my goal is to Photoshop as little as possible and to make it look realistic. So if I'm shooting an older woman, I, I'm not going to take out all of her wrinkles because then she just doesn't look, she looks plastic, doesn't look like her. Um, but you know, I, I we'll soften and we'll that. minimize it. So it's not so obvious, but you know, it also may look, it depends on the client. The client comes to me and says, I don't want a single fucking wrinkle, erase all of them. I'll do it if you want. I don't think that looks great, but I agree with you're spending the money. You can do whatever you want. And then in terms of wardrobe, um, you know, just look at what do you want to show off and what do you want to hide? What are you insecure about? Are are you insecure about your, your stomach? Maybe consider getting like a waist cincher, you know, doing like a lingerie set that, um, you know, like a, like a pinup style is almost always flattering on most people. Um, get like maybe high waisted garters, um, you know, show off your legs as opposed to your stomach area. I got to take notes on all this. Um, but you know, have your boobs come out. It just depends on like what, cause everyone's different. And a lot of times before I shoot somebody, especially if they're hiring me, I'll say, okay, what, what are your assets? What do you want to hide? What do you want to show off? And then we'll kind of dress you that way. Like, Let me ask you whoa. one other question. I know I said one other question, yeah, but this is a really uh, important question. All right. How important is penis size? Not at all. I really don't think so. I personally, like for me, it's funny because I get asked this a lot because guys are obsessed with their penis size. That's why I ask. But um, I, I just think it's all about like the emotional and connection, the sexual chemistry between you and somebody else. Um, the penis size is really like not that. It, honestly, I would prefer it not to be a large penis. Um, are you talking about personally or are you talking about in your shoots? Oh, no, in my shoots. They're yeah. very important. Are we talking about personally or are we talking about Both. in my shoots? Both. Okay. So personally, I, I don't care. Like I would actually rather it be a more manageable size. I Otherwise, t- it I hurts totally me. agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if I can't like deep throat you, then like it's sad. Like it's hard to give a good blowjob to like a really big penis, and it's a lot of work. You got to use both arms, and it's a lot. I love you. <laughs> you are so funny. <laughs> now, for shoot wise, penis size is pretty important, and here's why. 
So we need to be able to show penetration, but there also needs to be space between the bodies in order to see the penetration, right? Oh, good point. So like if the if the guy's right up against the girl to get penetration, um, you can't see the insertion. So he needs to be able to have his penis inside, be able to like open up to camera slightly, open up his hips to the camera so that you can see the length of his penis and the fact that it's still inside of her. <laughs> so that's that's honestly like the only real reason why we need large penises in porn. It's just it's it's just like a visual thing. Wow. It's it's like purely like logistics. How do they find like do when they send you a male porn star, do they say like oh his penis is 8 inches long or do they do they tell you any like the you details? You know what's actually funny is um a lot of times when I am sent a new male performer, I'm not sent a picture of their penis which is strange to me um but i guess one would generally it depends on where the guy's coming from the guy's just sending me his own like pictures then obviously i need to see his penis but if an agency's sending it to me then usually he's somebody who's been working in the industry already and um he's somebody that they've seen his penis someone's seen his penis and decided (laughs) it was big enough for porn you know what i mean so um, you're not worried that he's going to come with like an average right. penis and 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 honestly like that means less to me than actually um like how he can perform because mm. it doesn't matter how big your dick is if you can't keep it hard oh. and you can't do the scene then it it doesn't matter wow now we're getting to the nitty gritty let's talk about the performance aspect what happens if the guy can't perform honestly i throw myself off a building <laughs> it's horrible what what is the problem usually they just can't get up or they come too quickly Cam, can you imagine trying to get hard for 45 minutes straight it i mean be, isn't that what you need to it depends now it depends because um don't forget you got to do stills first and that can take a while um, and then you've got the actual scene and yeah, for, it could be 45 minutes. It could be 20 minutes, but you could be stopping a lot because maybe you're shooting outside and there's a lot of planes going overhead. So you oh get to stop pull the plane oh, or you have lighting issues. So Viagra is a necessity. Pretty much. I mean, it's kind of changed the industry oh, wow. a lot and, um, yeah, it's very difficult. And this is honestly why, like personally, I prefer to work with a very small pool of male performers who I know to be, um, Reliable and consistent. Like Derek, Reliable. Derek Pierce. Derek Pierce is great. I love Derek. We've interviewed Derek Pierce. Yeah, he's awesome. He's awesome. So, um, yeah. So really, there is a f- small pool of guys in the industry that kind of work all the time. Whoa. And then other guys just kind of come and go. I generally won't shoot new male talent. So Why? Because I don't want to deal with a limp penis. Yeah, so it's wh- too expensive. It's too, it's too expensive. It's too expensive because usually we're paying by the hour at a location. So if he takes like three hours to get hard, I'm out like four and five hundred bucks. Yeah, that's that's wild. And, and what happens if he like has an issue? We've talked about this on the podcast a lot about you know just coming too quickly. Oh, yeah, that's happened as well. Um, that's also a problem because obviously if he comes too quickly, then generally he's going to be soft afterwards, and you need more footage. So um, it's it's it can be brutal. I had a show on Playboy TV called Adult Film School where I experienced this problem on a daily basis because what we were doing was the whole premise of the show was taking amateur adult couples that had never done porn ever in their life and um, producing a professional sex tape and getting the whole like behind the scenes aspect of the girl getting her hair and makeup done, doing the styling. I like that. Right? Sounds great. Everything's great leading up to the sex part. Because now you're t- taking a couple who's never had sex in front of the camera before. The guy almost always gets gun shy. These, this was Playboy, right? So it was a 
big production. So it was like 30 people on set. Oh my God. And um, at the beginning, before we actually ended up moving the whole show to Austin because of the condom law here in LA, we made the guys wear condoms too. And that made the fail rate even worse. Because a lot of times now, what you're dealing with is that guys who've been, they're doing this thing with their wife, right? Because these are real couples. So he's been like this one guy, he'd been married to his wife for 13 years. They had three kids together. They hadn't used a condom in 13 years. All of a sudden, not only am I going to ask you to perform on camera in front of 30 people, which is terrifying enough in itself, I'm going to make you put on a condom oh, to shoot God. with your wife. So, and they probably didn't know to take the little blue triangle. No, we had an onset doctor come <laughs> to set to prescribe people Viagra if they needed it. And it would still, cause I guess the thing is, is that like, it's not necessarily foolproof right because you have to psychologically be yeah there so if you can't psychologically get your dick there like it's not going to do anything for you whoa so like imagine this right so this is like i mean literally this would happen all the time so we would be in the studio we would have this gorgeous setup and you know we do all the intro fancy fancy schmancy shit and then it'd come time for the penis to come out and he would almost always not be able to do it. Oh and God. then, so I would say, okay, do you want me to clear the set for you? Give you guys some privacy. They say, yes, please. I say, okay, everybody off. Everybody go downstairs and wait and I'll call you back. And when they're ready So the sound guy, the two camera guys, the fucking PA, everybody goes downstairs. Now I need to be nearby because I need to know when they're ready. Hmm. So I have to go like sit just outside the doorway. So I'm outside of their like island, but I can still hear them. So what I hear is like, <laughs> What, what's wrong i don't know i'm trying oh my god just, just give me some water let me have some water i hear some water oh all these people are waiting hurry up i'm trying i'm trying oh okay we're ready so we run back in we grab the cameras we don't even slate right because we don't want to give the guy any time to get soft oh my god we start going we're like okay go and it's down again. No oh. way. Okay, everybody, clear set, clear set. And it's just like, I, oh. I don't even know who I feel more sorry for because this poor woman is like probably horrible. had lockjaw from this oh, whole thing. My it was God. fucking horrible. So it would actually honestly get to the point where we would just have to shoot softcore. We'd be like, we are not going to get a hard dick. This is never going to happen. What, the, what does that mean, softcore? You just don't show you any don't penetration? You don't show penetration. So, and, and then it's kind of almost worse because... <laughs> We've conceded that this guy's failed and he will never be able to perform oh, on the set, right? So, so now he, they've got to pretend to have passion, this passionate sex. And he's got to like do doggy and basically like flop his limp dick against her ass oh. for 20 minutes. This sounds so, we so can get, freaking like, painful. The motion, right? Oh, and they're supposed God. to act like they're in love and like she's mad at him because <laughs> he couldn't get his dick hard. He's humiliated because he couldn't oh, get his I dick hard. so bad. And then we had to do interviews with them afterwards oh. to ask them what their experience was like oh, because my it was like a reality show. And they're like, oh, it was a great experience. Yeah, and of course because it's Playboy TV and it's all sunshine and rainbows, we couldn't actually talk about oh what the experience God. was so these guys would have to pretend like they had this amazing incredible experience and they oh. fucked her so hard and oh. like it was just like such that's so humiliating yeah. it's like like salt in the wound like soul yes. crushing like oh, honestly I would, I would go home and i would like not feel good about myself yeah, I, I knew <laughs> but you know until we, we until we interviewed people like Derek pierce about what it's actually like for a male porn star people think oh my god the male porn says they haven't made oh it's got to be the easiest thing in the it's world to be not. able to have sex well it's got to be the worst I it's mean, not it's so i have so much respect for um the male porn stars that you know are like consistent 
And they're not performers. even paid the same as women. Is that true? They're, they, the higher end guy, they're not, but the higher end guys make it pretty close, pretty fucking close. Um, some of like the top male performers actually charge more. I think like Manuel like charges more than most girls do, but he also runs his own production company. So he doesn't really need to work for other Mm -hmm. people. So like if he's going to do it, he's going to want to get paid more. Um, who are you? Who are your favorite guys? Um, Ramon Nomar, Mick Blue, um, Manuel Ferrara, uh, Derek Pierce, Michael Vegas, um, Tyler Nixon, um, Isaiah Maxwell, um, well, that's a nice list. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's more, there's like, there's like about 10 of them. Um, and yeah, they're great, but yeah, it's, it's, um, honestly like a lot of these scenes, like they're carried by the guys, like they, they, they play a huge part in, um, producing good content. Do you have the same, do you have any issues with women like, like being in pain or not being able to perform either. Yeah. I've had, I've had situations where girls have shown up and they might be sore from a scene that they did the day before, which was really intense. Um, so we'll just have to kind of be careful, take it slow, take a lot of breaks, make sure that, you know, she lube, 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 um, you know, make sure that she knows that she can feel free to cut anytime. Hmm. Um, I mean, I've had girls like, fucking douche with like ice water to like help or like yeah so i mean i've had to there was a there was a there was a situation where a girl actually had a tear in her vagina and she tried to do the scene and she just couldn't we just scrapped it and we had to reschedule and then what about anal 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 i don't shoot that much anal um so what about anal 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 (laughs) well we just did a podcast with with the pleasure mechanics and it's a big talk about the anal is like the new black thing you know what is this that everyone's obsessed with this anal business i think it's just because it's taboo you know kind of like with everything else um but it seems like you're not supposed to go there it's like always yeah i mean i don't like i said i don't shoot that much anal but um the few times that i have um it's been generally fine i think i did have a situation where one girl kind of pooped on the other guy. oh god oh. okay that, that wasn't good all right <laughs> that wasn't that good was, we, that cut was, that, we cut that part I out know that, <laughs> that was not the craziest story when i asked you the craziest story you did not say somebody pooped on someone <laughs> well, i don't know because it's just it's a climactic like she pooped on him and then she like went into the bathroom and then he was like well, whatever and we cleaned it up and then she came out and we finished i don't know camp, camp. <laughs> it, was, it was a much more stressful day for me getting like the police called on me at a location yeah, that yeah. was way more stressful okay for me. but Cam, just imagine if someone pooped on you, what would happen? I, I would do the exact same thing. I'd go to the bathroom, wipe the poop off me. Yeah. And probably freak out. It was more like, it was more like, like a water, like, I think what had happened was mm-hmm. she had done an enema and there was like oh, a no. pocket <sighs> in her, of water still in her colon that hadn't been expelled uh, and he like hit uh, it just right. So it just uh, kind of went shh. And, oh, oh my God. But it was like, just, it was mostly it was just kind of a little brown but it, yeah. wasn't like chu- it wasn't like chunky i don't okay. i don't think oh, that's kind of how was. i felt yesterday I when i walked the, <laughs> i walked the dog yesterday and stepped in a a puddle of of dog watery poop so i get it yeah i was wearing my my so i get it flip-flops. i was walking my dog and i, I was wearing flip-flops so i understand what it's like I, to be shit on yes <laughs> that's the closest i can relate to it i mean it, it, oh man okay well what? i'm glad we got to this part of the interview <laughs> I think we have to wrap it up. Actually, I, I don't know why We're, this is the good stuff. But let's do, anyway. Do you have anything that you'd like to plug? Oh, well. oh I thought you said do. Do I have anywhere I need to go? No, I don't. Um, <laughs> I would like to talk to you all day long. <laughs> well, I know. I'm so 
really interesting. No, just, <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, obviously I teach workshops, as we were talking about earlier. So hollyrandallworkshops.com if you're interested in taking any of my classes. I'm hoping to create some online courses eventually. It's going to be a massive job, but that's kind of my next project. That's cool. Um, I'm relaunching my website, hollyrandall.com. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks there's been some speed bumps, but that should be kind of brand spanking new again. Um, obviously my podcast, Holly Randall unfiltered and you know, you could just go on my social media. I'm at Holly Randall on Twitter and Instagram and everything that I do is there. Sweet. Yeah. Do you, we end with the same question Mm. in all of our interviews. This is going to be an interesting answer. Have you ever walked in on your parents having sex or have they walked in on you? That's a great question. I haven't. I think I've like heard them probably having sex, um, but I definitely didn't walk in on them. They've never walked in on me, but once I was staying at their place and I was downstairs in the guest room and I was having some loud drunk sex, my mom did come downstairs and just stood right out to the door and just asked me to keep it down. Oh. <laughs> that counts. Yeah. So respectful. She didn't walk That's in, nice. but she was just like, hey, tone it down a notch <laughs> I, I don't want to feel like i'm at work i know right <laughs> especially my daughter it's just like i mean even though she's my mom you know it's like it's still like kind of you know no one wants to like hear their re- relations having sex totally. like, it doesn't matter what you do yeah so. i agree well thank you for coming on the show hallie yeah, this has been so awesome fun. thanks guys To be quite honest, I've never used a cock ring. They're awesome. What? All right. Let's talk about discreet. Uh, if you need a cock ring, go to discreetadultlife.com. I didn't know you had They have it. vibrating. <laughs> they have all kinds of different types. But discreet is awesome because discreet has price matching. It's got the best quality toys. You also get 15% off when you enter promo code MOM at checkout. These guys really take time to curate the best products and you will not be disappointed. D-I-S-K-R-E-T adultlife.com. I just took a measuring tape to my penis mold. We're talking about my Clona Willie, the DIY vibrator that I just used. Okay. Because I was concerned based on your reaction that it was too small. And? It turns out that I'm in the average range. It is. And I got to say, not to, not to slut shame myself, but I've seen a lot of dicks in my time. And it's well within the average range. Our sponsor for today is Clone A Willy. Oh, yeah. Clone A Willy is our do it yourself kits to make yourself your own vibrator or your own pussy. They are algae based. They're safe for your body. They're made in the USA, assembled in Portland. And what's really fun is that you can do it with a partner. And I had a lot of fun when I was cloning my pussy. You can also have, if you're in a long distance relationship, this is perfect. You send, send a dick to someone. Send your dick to someone, Cam. Okay, who are you going to send it to? I don't know. One of our lucky listeners might get a dick. That's what I'm thinking. I'm not sending my dick to someone. I think we should have an auction. No, I think that they should go to clonawilly.com, enter (laughs) promo code MOM for 20% off. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.